This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Pick a 49ers and Seahawks running back and hope they play. That might be the answer this week for your waiver wire. Welcome, everybody. This episode of Fantasy Football Today is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer later in the show. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie, where would this week rank on the waverometer? I love weeks like this where it's fun and there's a little chaos and you don't know who's going to be the best players at some positions, like you said, or, or some teams, like you said. So I think it's going to be a fun week of, of waiver wiring because you have a lot of guys to replace, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there's not a standout running back. There could be a standout receiver. I take that back. There could be a standout running back. Um you know, if if Jamichael Hasty is the guy for the 49ers, I, I think he has a chance to be good. Um, but there's not a uh, this is a league winning type of player for you this week. Maybe not a running back that. at receiver, but there could be one at tight end. Dare you say that about Denzel Mims? Well, Brandon sure. Ayuk is gonna like have a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's like he's <laughs> he's got he's got huge upside. Um, you know, there, there's there's some pretty good options at receiver. Uh, Richard Rodgers could be good at tight end. Yeah, there's a couple and, of interesting tight ends. Uh, there's actually a lot of interesting tight ends. And then Teddy Bridgewater, as we've seen, uh, if he's still out there, could be really good facing the Falcons. Yep. He's already beat them up once. So I would say it's an incomplete week. Where there, Wait, there are a lot of players that have incomplete information tied to them. And maybe that's just yeah. mostly running backs compared to other positions. So I would say incomplete at running back. Interesting. Interesta. Interesterante. Is that? Interessante. Interessante. I'm such a freaking knucklehead. Um, That's what I would say for the other positions, including quarterback, not just Teddy and not just uh, Baker. If you really want to go Baker's way, but Tua, Tua time, Mm. Tuesday waiver wire, Tua time. Team name Tua. Team name Tua. Team name Tua. So, yeah, no, I'm just a little frustrated because neither of you gave a number on the waverometer, but that's okay. This is the 76. the inaugural waiver waverometer day, and it didn't go well. Okay, so I guess let's get right to it. We've named some names, but if you were going to give me like three or four top priority, well, let me run down just the news real quick. Christian McCaffrey might play this week. That's a Thursday He's not night game. Okay, well, he hasn't been ruled out, but probably not going to play and i hope he doesn't because i don't want to be like oh do i start him you know they 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 have been talking for the last you know week that week nine is the week i'm on the fftn5 podcast on wednesday night i will i will offer a prayer to the fantasy gods that christian mccaffrey plays on thursday the other big news items jeff wilson could be out a month chris carson week to week Kenyon drake week to week debo samuel gonna miss probably two games at least and I got more news for you later. Philip Lindsay in the concussion protocol. I think you probably know most of it by now. All right, Jamie. So, so let's throw out some names. Who are the top priorities? Michael Hasty would be one. I mean, the 49ers backfield, it's just, you know, plug and play. Whoever gets in there is, is got a chance to be amazing. They've had uh, six of seven games with a running back score, at least, at least one running back score, at least 12 PPR points. So, you know, that's the, the track record is, is pretty good. And Seattle's run defense is, you know, not the best. Um, then it would be, uh, Brandon Ayuk would be the number two guy to add. I think if you're just looking at it from that standpoint, I'm trying to think of the list I gave Chris Towers for the newsletter, just to be consistent, but Richard Rogers is on that list. Um, Sterling Shepard on there. Uh, Gus Edwards is, is on the list as well, just in case, uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard's on the list too. So mm-hmm. Ayuk and Shepard are the two receivers. Richard Rogers is the tight end. And the two running backs that I gave Chris for the newsletter were Jamichael Hasty and Gus Edwards. I mean, look, if Mark Ingram's out. Gus Edwards is going to be the lead rusher for the Ravens. Yep. At least that's the way I would anticipate it. He may not lead them in touches. It could still be J.K. Dobbins, but Dobbins is rostered in too many leagues. So Edwards is, is a, uh, in my opinion, a pretty significant priority. And for what it's worth, the Steelers have allowed a running back to score a touchdown in four of their last five games. My guess would be Edwards has a better chance to do that than Dobbins does. I have a big complaint I'd like to air. Sure. Can we can we flex that Steelers Ravens game. I don't think it should be at one. 
I think it should be like it's at the very amazing least how bad the primetime games are this week. It is absolutely. Hey, you're not fired given, up for Monday night. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, it, it's absolutely awful. You know, I get it. Obviously, you want Brady on Monday night. You know, they thought the Cowboys Eagles game was going to be big and it still is, but it's just not going to be pretty. Uh, the Thursday night game, you know, it is what it is. The Thursday night game is always a, a gamble to begin with. But yes, you're right. The Ravens, the Ravens Steelers. I mean, imagine how things worked out for uh, the NFL and certainly for NBC that the Cardinal Seahawks game got pushed to Sunday night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. arguably the best game of the year so far uh, and how that game unfolded. Um, and then, yeah, we're left with uh, including this <laughs> this game last night, which was just absolutely awful. Um between the Bears and Rams and, you know, leading into this week. Hopefully the games are fun, but just the matchups just don't. And, and the idea of watching those teams just doesn't feel pretty. Yeah. And Monday night is uh Sunday night, as Jamie mentioned, is Cowboys, Eagles. Monday night is Giants, Bucks. And uh, we would would have loved to have, I guess, gotten that Steelers Ravens game in primetime. That is although, just, uh, my favorite. Although, I think it's my favorite rivalry in football. Uh, yes. But although we do, we do like keeping it in house. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So, so let's just put it at four. You know, four twenty-five game it would be nice, but that's okay. Uh, all right, listen. So, so Jamichael Hasty, Brandon Ayuk. Now, here's the problem: like, Jarek McKinnon, Kyle Shanahan said was being rested, and he said that for two weeks now. Yeah, okay. So you're not buying it? No. Okay. Uh, it, I I can't recommend people start Jarek McKinnon, knowing that he played 23 snaps two games ago, and Kyle Shanahan said, "Well, he was tired. We had to put Jamichael Hasty in." And then he was strictly <laughs> limited to third down work last week. He's tired. So, he hasn't been sleeping. Yeah. Uh, well, what about the possibility also that Tevin Coleman comes back this week? You know, that's got to weigh on your mind as and well. And that's part of the incomplete information that literally we're going to have with every running back that we talk about today. Right. And so Carlos Hyde has a hamstring injury. Travis Homer might play. I mean, he has a new knee bruise. DJ Dallas might be the guy for the Seahawks. So I guess... Dave, like, how do you approach the Seattle running backs? Uh, it's they are facing a team that gives up the fewest fantasy points to running backs in San Francisco, but you don't pass up a running back on that offense. And if everybody's hurt, if Hyde's hurt, if Homer's hurt, if Carson's hurt, then DJ Dallas would end up getting a ton of touches and certainly a lot of playing time. And you don't want to, like you said, pass that up. Hyde, I think, is still the priority unless we hear word on Tuesday that the hamstring is going to cost him. Homer's yeah, easy to, to to get away from unless we hear that Hyde is out. And then DJ Dallas would be the the third man going. That I think I would try and stash on my roster if I had the space. I, unless news comes out, I, there's no way I could say make DJ Dallas the priority because he's the healthiest of the guys there. He might be the healthiest, but by the time we get to Sunday, he might not be the only one. He might be the third one, third best one among the Seattle running backs. Yeah, I'd, I'd still make Dallas the priority just because of, from what Pete Carroll said. Every time Pete Carroll is not optimistic about something, you got to know it's bad news. And so for the fact that he was not optimistic about Carlos Hyde, uh, I would I would venture to guess Hyde doesn't play. I'm hopefully plays. I hope Dave's right that it's going to be Carlos Hyde. But I, I would pick up Dallas first if I'm prioritizing the Seattle backup. But if you pick him up first and if you prioritize him and he ends up not being a factor – you're missing on some other guys who might. Well, he's he's going to play whether Hyde is the guy or not. He's going to play. I mean, we saw that in the game against the Cardinals. You know, they're going to use multiple guys if it's not Chris Carson. And so I lean toward the healthy guy at this point. You know, Chris Carson has battled a shoulder injury that's forced him to miss time. He's battled early injuries earlier this season, and now right, the fact I, that he's got a hamstring injury. I mean, he's right. injury prone. So I would imagine that if Hyde is banged up, he's probably not playing. And I think Jamie meant he he'd go Dallas first among the Seattle running backs, not among yeah. the no no, no yeah, right, yeah. right 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 yeah, yeah yeah okay so uh, let me guys, let me ask you guys about Fab first let me tell you though uh, the UEFA Champions League is back and every match is streaming on CBS All Access uh, so that's Messi Neymar Lewandowski icons of today but the next generation is not far behind match day two of the group stage is here this week. And you don't want to miss the drama of the world's most prestigious, 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 I don't know how you want to say that, whatever. Interester restaurante. Dealer's choice. Tournament uh, combined with the world-class coverage of CBS Sports. Go to CBS. This is actually, like, seriously, for you soccer fans or football fans, go to cbs.com slash UCL to start your free trial today. The UEFA Champions League, there's nothing like it. Um, Okay, so let's talk fab. How much, Jamie, give me your initial, you know, fabulous thoughts here. 
I don't think anybody's worth more than 15%. And again, it depends on what you need. Um, the quarterbacks, you know, you never really want to spend too much on these guys until, uh, until there's a, you know, slam dunk type of option like Justin Herbert was a few weeks ago. Um, but if you need somebody, then it's a little bit different story, but for the running backs and the receivers, I think, you know, up to 15% is probably the way you want to go, but it depends on what you need. You know, if you're struggling and you just need somebody that's going to save your season and you think hasty could be that guy or Ayuk or Sterling Shepard could be that guy, then you got to spend a little bit more just to make sure you get them. But, um, you know, as always, you know, and I know we'll go through this list, Adam, there are some better options of the above 65% guys that, you know, keep an eye on. So, you know, you may have got through the week and depending on how your waivers run, Jamal Williams could be out there, you know, so just keep an eye on that, knowing that he's looking like a, a starting option if Aaron Jones is out, um, you know, and, and some of these other players like Carson Wentz may still be on your waiver wire, for example, Joe Burrow could still be on your waiver wire, for example, you know, so those type of options could be, um, much better than some of the guys we've already talked about. Are there any long-term plays here? Like, you know, Ayuk, he's got the Seahawks. Then he has the Packers. I don't know. It's hard to say how good of a matchup that is. They don't seem to have a very good pass defense, but they've been better against, you know, wide receivers than you'd expect. Although they did just give up 12 or more PPR fantasy points to three Texans wide receivers. Uh, then at New Orleans, like, you might get a few weeks of good production. Sterling Shepard, you might you might be able to plug him in. You know, uh, most weeks in PPR leagues, rest of season. Are there any long term plays at any of these positions that you think warrant more than ten percent of your original Fab budget? You mentioned the two receivers for sure. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the Brown situation. You know, with Rashad Higgins and maybe Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, just to see if one of those guys can take over the target share for Odell Beckham. I'd be surprised, but, you know, there's clearly an opportunity. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, just based on what the Eagles receiving core looks like, but Travis Fulgham's probably going to be the number one guy there. At least that's the hope. I think, you know, with Tevin Coleman out there and just knowing what the 49ers running back situation looks like, if he's 100% healthy, you know, that could be their lead rusher for, you know, maybe several weeks. You know, we just don't know when Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are coming back. What about Austin Hooper? Fifty-two uh, percent rostered. Like yeah, I, I wouldn't pick him up anytime soon. Well, I mean, if there was anybody who could potentially help replace where Odell uh, is missing, guy had five catches in three straight games. Yeah, I, but I mean, I, we don't know when, when he's coming back. From right? His like, if, if you're gonna if you're thing. gonna take a long term approach to tight end, if we want to go that route, I'd take Dallas Goddard over everybody. Yeah, think about Hooper. Yeah, that's a better call than Hooper. Hooper would be great if he played this week. You, well, he'd be set up to be great, but then they have a bye. So if he right. doesn't play this week, that's two weeks where you don't have Austin Hooper. Yeah, right. And I would imagine good. after what Harrison Bryant showed them, he's going to have a role, and then the joke is still going to have a role. So who knows where the targets go for the Browns tight ends? Don't forget about Irv Smith. Irv Smith coming off a bye, yeah. he's got two straight games with more than fifty yards. Still only five targets that. in in each game. Um, and I I just want to say this: Trey like, Burton too. Yeah, Trey Burton's been been hot. Uh, Travis Travis Homer, did we talk? Like he really seems like he has a less serious injury than Carson and Hyde, a knee bruise. So Homer might be a what? This, this is a separate conversation. This is not the long term thing. He might be the guy for the Seahawks. I just wanted. I just feel like I had to say that. Yeah, I I think you know it's it's interesting because like as and I'm I'm writing it as we're uh, you know talking it through that. You know, after the 49ers scenario and then the Ravens scenario, or maybe even including the Ravens scenario because Ingram may play, like LaMichael P. Ryan might be the second best running back to add and just avoid those two headaches. Oh, no, I don't know. It's gross. <laughs> it's really gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, but well, look, at least, we got you know, a lot of at least you know his role. Yeah, but it's split. It's 50 50. Although he played like 70% of the snaps. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clearly trending in that direction. And so, you know, Adam Gase uh, let didn't call plays in the first half. And then I believe called plays in the second half and they had a 10 point lead in the first half. And P Ryan did the majority of his damage in that. Yeah. Part four, of the four yards in the second half, four yards in the second half for the jets, four yards. Uh, by the way, we hope to have some updates tonight. So join us on Twitch at 8 PM Eastern twitch.com slash FF today. One hour waiver wire extravaganza while we watch the world series. Uh, you know, it feels like everybody's shopping online these days. And yeah, they, they should be shopping online. It's very convenient. I was just shopping online the other day for a mattress for uh, for a new crib. And what happens when I buy the mattress? Oh, hello, hello, honey. Oh, I didn't say that to my wife. I said that to the honey 
browser extension uh, that popped up and said, hey, I got I got some savings for you. We saved like 10%. It was great. This is free money, everybody. Our, our sponsor, Honey, is a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best one available at checkout. It's your online shopping best friend. You get Honey on your computer for free and in two easy clicks by going to joinhoney.com slash FFT. That's all you have to do. You go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. And yeah, you, you get it on your computer. When you're checking out on one of its over three uh, 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. So this also happened when I was shopping for groceries uh, a couple days ago. Just most of the time when I'm online shopping, Honey has some type of discount available and it's just awesome. And it just takes a few seconds too. Um, it'll apply the best code to your cart as well. So I highly recommend it. I've gotten my friends and family to all use it. Again, you go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. I know Dave's kids use it all the time. They save Dave Richard a lot of money. Dave loves the Honey browser extension. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free. It works with whatever browser you use. And you can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash FFT. That is joinhoney.com slash FFT. All right, more notes. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's out six to eight weeks. Tyler Higby missed Monday Night Football with a hand injury. We always like those Rams tight ends if one of them's out and Everett caught a touchdown yesterday. Odell Beckham out for the season, as we know. Joe Mixon day-to-day. We'll check on Michael Thomas throughout the week. At least two Cincinnati offensive linemen are going to be questionable for this week's game. Tim Patrick day-to-day with a hamstring injury. Thinking maybe we shouldn't just forget about Tim Patrick. By the way, if you're hearing that noise, I believe Jamie is having some uh, some issues with his Zoom, and he's like here, leaving, back, gone. Yeah, you know, he's he's playing he's playing games with our heart, Dave. He is. Yeah, Brashad Perryman's in the concussion protocol. Hi, Jamie. There he goes. <laughs> Allen Robinson was evaluated for a concussion late in that game, so we don't have an update there. Uh, Nick Chubb could be back in week 10 and the Colts were working on their zone running schemes during the bye week. They know they have to get better at running the ball. They're putting some emphasis on it and we've talked about it so many times. Other than Baltimore in week 9, Jonathan Taylor's rest of season schedule is pretty, pretty, pretty good. What what would you say their next toughest? Well, they've got Baltimore, and then they've got Pittsburgh toward the end of the year. Pittsburgh, week 16. Uh, Tennessee, they so this is actually kind of a, a key thing because they have Tennessee twice in the next five weeks. And their run defense has gotten a lot better. I don't know if it's legit, but the last few games, Tennessee's run defense has gotten better. They've gone from being a, a sieve to, you know, not bad. Right. Uh, yeah, but, but Detroit this week should be favorable. All right, let's do our top three at each position. Get some names out there for people to know as they're making their waiver claims. Jamie, you you with us? Yep. All right. Jamie, top three quarterbacks this week. Top three quarterbacks are Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, and the great Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, Cousins, so interesting to me. Uh, why you put him second against Green Bay here. And Bridgewater's got the, the Falcons. Garoppolo has the Seahawks. Why Cousins too? Cousins too, because I think what we saw the two games prior to their bye week is going to be the norm for them because their defense got worse during their bye week with the loss of Ngakwe and the fact that Daniel Hunter is not coming back. Uh, so the reason I say that is because he has at least 36 pass attempts in those two games. So if he's going to be throwing 35 plus times with what we've seen now from Justin Jefferson and what you know you have in Adam Thielen in a matchup against the Packers where he already scored 25 fantasy points, I think he'll be around that range again. So uh, probably south of that, but still uh, above 20 fantasy points. He's not a bad streaming option this week. Okay, and three of the last four quarterbacks to face the Packers have thrown 36 to 39 passes, so that would be nice. And he's 44% rostered, and then, hey, you might might be able to keep him for the Detroit game the following week. So that was, uh, that was Bridgewater, Cousins, Garoppolo. Dave, yep. top three running backs. Well, first of all, can, can I just add one more name to the quarterbacks? Sure. And this would actually be my second name. Teddy, if you need a streaming quarterback, it's good. But Tua's got to get picked up. After what we've seen from Burrow and Herbert and the Dolphins making this bold move, they didn't even tell Ryan Fitzpatrick about it. And it just seems like everybody in the Dolphins locker room just saying glowing things about Tago Vailoa. And we know what he's capable of doing because we saw it for so many weeks in college. I I don't want to pass up a chance on having that. I wouldn't mind having him stashed on my bench. 
And I might prioritize that over a streaming quarterback. I guess it really just depends on what you need. But uh, two is somebody that I, I'm going to try and get in a couple of my leagues. Running back? Yeah. Uh, it, it's a messy list. I've got Hasty at the top. I've got Gus Edwards next, and I've got Michael P. Ryan next. And it's all contingent on us not hearing something about either Tevin Coleman or the Seattle running backs or um, or anybody else on the Ravens or the, I guess just the Ravens would be that only other team. So Hasty first. I think he's probably the safest of the guys to pick up. And then uh, Gus figuring that he could be the lead back if Mark Ingram is out. Pirine, because he's a running back who will touch the ball on a football team. Man, it's so frustrating. Like, I don't know. How can I go through waivers and not put in a claim for a Seahawks running back? But I, I don't think Why it's going to... not put in a claim for them, though? No, I just don't know who. I, I don't think it's going to be Carlos Hyde. I, well, I'm I mean, prioritize him however you think. If you think Hyde's going to play, then make him the priority. If you think DJ Dallas is going to be the last man standing, then make him the priority. Don't go crazy and fab. Don't make yeah. it uh, you know, uh, where you lose your waiver spot if it doesn't reset. But if you need help and you want to just say, okay, it could be Homer. I mean, it could yeah. be Hyde. It could, it could be Dallas. You know, I mean, at this point, the only reason I would say Dallas is because he's the one that's not hurt. Right. You know, so he did not play well when he came in. He had one of the worst blitz pickup attempts that I've ever seen. He's not um, good. I just, uh, spoiler alert. No, but again, <laughs> volume matters. Opinion. And, yeah. you know, if he's going to be... Uh, in the neighborhood of 15 total touches, which I think would be the case if he's the only guy there, unless they bring somebody off the street. Um, I mean, who knows? We could see Marshawn Lynch back for Seattle. They've, they've shown us that before. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Michaels. Not this week, a, but that's does. the thing. They can't get someone in this week. That's why it's so interesting with because of the COVID restrictions. Wasn't it five days? If they've already started their COVID testing. I mean, I, th- I think I read today that it's just very unlikely or, or maybe even impossible that they're going to get someone in this week. Uh, well, they brought someone in today. And the game is Sunday, right? Wouldn't they be clear? I don't know. But are you really going to have somebody not practice once and then, like, get oh, significant no, work? I mean, I mean, look. And it's against the 49ers. Like, it, it, it's not a cakewalk matchup by any right. stretch. You're, you're ta- you're, again, we're talking desperate situations. You know, people that are in 14-team leagues, 16-team leagues, you know, 12-team leagues where there's deep benches. You might be stuck. You know, so uh, look what – I'll give you the scenario that I had. You know, I had to trade you. I know, I know it was good player for good player. Um, and, and obviously trading is easier than, than or, or a better thing for your fantasy team than trying to plug in DJ Dallas. But um, I had to give up CD Lamb to get Daryl Henderson. Now, forget about how it worked out. Yeah, it worked out well for you. Well, I mean, <laughs> potentially. But, you know, you don't want to give away Humble good bread. players. You don't want to give away good players to, you know, plug holes if you don't have to. Sure. Uh, so uh, let me let me phrase it like this. Let's say I guarantee you, I'm going to ask you a few questions. I'm going to guarantee you that Carlos Hyde is starting this week. Top of the list. Top of the list, right? Okay. Not ahead of Hasty. Really? I would. Not me, no. Okay. But, but even with, like, uh, in this hypothetical scenario, Carlos Hyde is definitely starting, but Tevin Coleman also is, is up in the air, you know? Don't so care. You're still going to take Hasty. 100%. Even Come though on. he's not, that's so interesting to me. Why? Because it's the 49ers. But okay, the 49ers, Oh, oh, you mean offensively? It's a, but it's right. the Seahawks. Well, that that helps too. Well, I mean, like the Seahawks. I, the Seahawks have gotten some some good production from Chris Carson, who's a great player. But it's been weird how they've done it with him so far this season. And so Carlos Hyde, yes, he scored against the Cardinals, but I don't trust Carlos Hyde, especially if he's got a tweaked hamstring already. Uh, also. Okay. It's the 49ers. They've decided. I mean, it's the, the matchup right. is, 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 is it's not a great matchup. Not, not yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the Niners defense is so depleted. Like the last two weeks, Henderson had 14 carries for 88 yards. Damian Harris had 10 carries for 58 yards. I, I'm not sure that their run defense is as good as it, as the stats would indicate because they just they're a different team. We all know the Seahawks the, the, are a passing team. The one strength of San Francisco's defense that so far that has remained is their run defense. It may not be as good as it was a year ago but it's still been good. Okay. So, uh, I guess I guess just after what happened with Jeff Wilson this week, how can you be that confident that Hasty is, is going to be the guy and they're not going to go right back to McKinnon? Because McKinnon is... I mean, even if they go back to McKinnon, you go back a few weeks ago. Remember when Jeff Wilson had the the double-digit carry game and scored two touchdowns? I think it was against the Jets. Yeah, the it was against the Giants, and it was almost all of it after Jarek McKinnon got hurt. Late in that game, I, I just I just don't think they trust McKinnon at this point. I don't either, 
Uh, I, just, I think they do on third downs. That's I don't know it. that I trust them. Uh, okay. All right. So then next next question is, Dave said Hyde would be number one. Jamie said Hyde would be number two beyond Hasty. Next question is, I'm going to guarantee you DJ Dallas is the guy for the Seahawks. Where is he? When you say the guy, that means there's no Travis Homer right. and no Carlos Hyde, or right. they're going to no be Carson. available. No, they're out. They're out? Mm-hmm. Uh, where is DJ Dallas? He's yeah. behind P. Ryan and Ev- Edwards and Hasty. I'd probably put him behind Hasty, and that's it. Yeah, man. I I don't think DJ. I mean, I've watched DJ Dallas at Miami, right? So and Dave did too. Uh, I don't think he's anything sure. special, but I'll take any Seahawks starting running back. You know, like that's just that's arguably the best offense in I, football. I think stylistically, he's what Pete Carroll wants from a running back. Physical yeah, zone is. runner. He's got decent hands. All right, uh, Jamie, top three wide receivers. Top three wide receivers are Brandon Ayuk, Sterling Shepard, and for this week I would take Greg Ward just with the thought of not having Alshon Jeffrey back. Deshaun Jackson's out. Uh, we'll see what happens with Jalen Rager, but the matchup is just amazing against the Cowboys. And so you know he's probably looking at six to eight targets. Uh, so he would be third for me. Greg Ward, you said? Yes. Okay, so let me ask you about Shepard. Obviously, coming off a very good game, very interesting career for Sterling Shepard. Uh, and Tampa Bay is the matchup this week. So how you know? How do you feel about? Can do you trust him this week against Tampa Bay? He's a number three receiver. My guess is if uh, if Darius Slayton earned Darius Slay's respect last week, I'm going to guess they probably use Carlton Davis on uh, Darius Slayton as well. So he's there. He's still their number one outside threat. Shepard will move around more than Slayton will, and so I, I would I would trust Shepard the most of the Giants' pass catchers, the Giants players. Okay. Oh right. We, yeah, we didn't even mention Wayne Gallman. Uh, he's got the Bucks, so no. And I don't even know an update on Devontae. I haven't seen an update on Devontae Freeman. Have you guys? No. Yeah. No. No. Okay, uh, Dave. Anything that any real quick to the wide receiver list, and we'll move on to tight end. There are a couple of receivers who I think can be good as one-week replacements. Scott Miller would be at the top of the list for me. Uh, we know that Antonio Brown's coming. That's going to be bad for Scott Miller, but we've seen some really nice plays from him over the last three weeks. Well, in two of the games over the last three weeks. Nelson Aguilar has given you at least 10 non-PPR points in three straight games. I don't mind taking a chance on him as a bi-week replacement. I would take him ahead of Greg Ward. If you're looking long-term at stashing a receiver, you can see what you can get out of Rashad Higgins. We've been down this road before with him where he's had opportunities to step up and he hasn't come through. He's kind of like a, I wouldn't spend more than maybe 3% of fab max, max on him. But we know that the opportunity will be there for him to be the primary outside receiver for Cleveland for the rest of the year. Okay, Dave, give me some tight ends. My top tight end is is uh, Trey Burton because I think he's got potential to be a top 12 guy this week and rest of season. Irv Smith, I just love the talent, and I'm hoping that Minnesota during their bye week figures out ways to to utilize him. On the very slim chance that they trade Adam Thielen, which Jason Lockenfora reported uh, is a possibility on uh, Fantasy Football Today on Sunday morning. I know everybody caught that. Um, if he leaves, that means Justin Jefferson's the number one receiver, and Irv Smith should step into that number two role. Uh, I, I like the talent. That's it. So I wouldn't mind stashing him. Hooper, I think, is, is a guy we're stashing. Richard Rodgers is a is a tight end streamer for this week. So if I'm ranking them, it's going to be Burton one. If I need a tight end this week, Rodgers will be second, and then Irv Smith third. Okay, and Jamie, you like Rodgers one. Rodgers easy one for me this week, and, you know, uh, not long-term, because obviously Dallas Goddard's expected to return after their bye in week nine, but he's got the best situation this week against Dallas and gives you the most most start appeal. I would put Gusecki second. Um, you know, Dave mentioned the people raving about Tua Tagovailoa. Gusecki was at the top of the list. So hopefully that's a rapport that carries over. And then Burton would be third. One thing I need to say, uh, we have to make sure we're pronouncing Tua's last name right. There is a sneaky N in there, even though it's not in the actual spelling. It's Tungo Vailoa. Tungo Vailoa. So we're going we're gonna to work on that going forward. Like Tunyon. Tunga Vailoa. Okay, DSTs. Jamie, top three. Uh, the Colts, since they fall into the threshold that we look at, so go get them if they're available. Uh, the Saints, they get the Bears. Look at them because the Bears think. Uh, the Packers, their defense, I think, will get a couple turnovers on Kirk Cousins, even though he had a good fantasy game against the Falcons. He turned the ball over quite a bit in that game, and he takes a lot of sacks. 
And then the Titans against the Bengals. Uh, Bengals offensive line is a disaster. And Burrow takes a lot of sacks. Does take a lot of sacks. I'm not loving it this week. I'm not loving the, the DSTs. DSTs. Yeah. No. What about the Dolphins? Uh, they wouldn't be my top pick against of the, the DSTs, Rams? but if I couldn't get my hands on the Colts or the Saints, you wouldn't consider them? Not as a starter. Rams are good. I, the Rams, though, long trip, short week. Monday night exactly. football game now going across the country. Dolphins coming off a bye. They're going to be hyped. I don't know. With, with Tonga Vailoa. I'm going to guess the Rams are like one of the five. Like, okay, in terms of fantasy points allowed to DSTs, I'm going to guess they're fifth fewest. Let's see. DSTs, Rams are, I was wrong. I was very wrong. They're 12, 13th. Yeah, it's not a great week, I think, for streamers. Would you guys agree with that sentiment? Yes. Okay. And, Jamie, who are the kickers? Playing and Chip, if he's available. Oh, yeah. People yeah. Hunted on him. Um, Joey Sly has been good. People gave up on him last week because of the COVID report. Um, so I'd go back to him this week. Jason Sanders had a bad week his last game, but should still be good. Home game against the Rams. And then Tyler Bass is coming off a good game, and he gets the Patriots at home. Okay. Uh, he's now rostered in 66% of leagues, but Randy Bullock, I just kind of awesome. almost lucked into picking him up last week. He's Yeah, he's been really good. So depending on your scoring, nine or more points in five in six of seven games for the Bengals. Uh, Tennessee, I don't, <laughs> Tennessee gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to kickers. I don't know if that matters to anybody, but... Uh, Randy Bullock is another guy. Okay, Rams and the Bears last night. Let's recap this game. Thirty or twenty-four to ten. Oh, that Robert Woods fumble was so glorious. I know I want to match up on it. Jamie want to match up on Robert Woods's fumble. Just beautiful stuff. Sorry, Robert Woods, but it was great. And you still won the dumb, game. Dumb, dumb play call. Absolutely dumb. Uh, I think you're talking about the Cordero Patterson fourth down carry, right? That was dumber <laughs> than that. But you're playing with the lead. Stop with the stupid jet sweeps. Just run up the middle and punt. Uh, Dave, give me a give me a, a hot fantasy take. Cam Akers is cuttable. It's over. There was garbage time in this game, and he didn't even get a carry. The Rams are telling you what they think of their running backs. Daryl Henderson is their primary guy. He got hurt for a spell in this game. You'd think, well, this would be a great chance to use Cam Akers. Didn't happen. It was Malcolm Brown. And then again, garbage time. This would be a perfect time to just get him some experience. Nope. Didn't happen. Um, Henderson has led the Rams running backs in snaps three straight weeks. It's been close between him and Malcolm Brown. Akers has not been anywhere near it. And in touches, Henderson's led the way in touches. He's had at least 14 touches and at least 50% of the Rams running back touches each of the last three weeks. Yeah. So he's sustainable. Brown's worth rostering acres. You can cut. I'm not sure if anybody watching on YouTube just saw my water fail, but I tried to drink water and spilled it all over my pants. So that sucked. Uh, Henderson. And this is why I traded him in PPR for a guy who had no catches and CD lamb. Uh, he, He's interesting. You know, look, he's on a good offense. He gets a lot of work. He usually gets the goal line work. Malcolm Brown, deserved the touchdown. Uh, if everybody saw that play where he was almost pushed into the end zone yep. for six yards mm-hmm. and the next play, he got a one yard touchdown run. So that was frustrating for the Henderson manager, but <coughs> he's barely involved in the passing game and he's not, you know, he was, he was started in 49% of leagues. He's rostered in almost every league and you know, that's, he's, he's a flex, right? He's a non PPR starter and a PPR flex. Is that fair to say? So, yep. yeah, I mean, uh, I just yeah he, we don't we know what he is and he's he's a valuable player so it's it's working out well. Um, Jamie from uh, any, anything else? What do you think about Robert Woods right now? I, you know it's it's a little frustrating here. Here are his receiving yards in seven games. And cup. Hundred yeah, yeah. hundred and five fourteen seventy four thirty six seventy one twenty nine twenty two. Now has less than forty receiving yards in three of his last four games. That's Robert Woods. Cup's been a little bit better. Yeah. What do you think about these guys? It's not going to be an easy matchup against the Dolphins because their secondary is healthy now. And so we'll see how, uh, how they handle, you know, going against, um, you know, their secondary. So uh, I think they're still, you know, borderline must-start guys. It depends on who else you have. It's hard to get away from them because they're always threats to have, you know, good performances. And I do like the fact that Robert Woods was complaining a little bit prior to last week's game, prior to the Bears game, that, you know, they're not going down the field a lot. But, you know, the, the Rams at this point are, are more interested than – getting wins, I think, than style points. And so however they get their wins, they're going to take them. And we've seen Gerald Everett step up his play. 
Uh, you saw in the game against the Bears, they were using Josh Reynolds quite a bit. The run game has obviously been better this year than it was a year ago as a team. So it's not going to be as, you know, probably productive as you would like, but the schedule is about to go a little bit tougher. So hopefully they throw the ball a little bit more. Right. They are obviously a running team. So let's say Robert Woods rest of season, or how about Jarvis Landry now? Woods. Woods is a buy low, if you ask me. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a fantasy manager that's tired of Woods. I think the one you would most find is a fantasy manager tired of Cup in half or non PPR leagues. Both of them are buy low guys. Okay. I don't think they're done by any stretch. No, but I don't know that. I don't know if people think they're done. You know, uh, I, I'm not sure how people are valuing. Smart them. fantasy managers are going to hang on to all their Rams players except for Acres and Higby. Uh, would you rather have Daryl Henderson or? A Rams wide receiver. Henderson. I think I'd rather have the running back than those guys. I'm I'm certain his value is going to be higher than those guys. I'd rather have Henderson than CeeDee Lamb rest of the season. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing Uh, I still have Henderson in like three other leagues. Uh, uh, Yeah, Cole Komet. I hope Cole Komet's role continues to grow because we do have some good Cole Komet team name Tuesdays. I got it started with Komet Opera. And then I said, I've never come at a team name I didn't like. Uh, so then there were some better ones. Commit the Frog, How I Commit Your Mother. That was probably my favorite. Commitment to excellence. Commit, that's good. Have we commit before? Um, let's see. Uh, when Nikhil Harry commit Sally. That's really good. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> commit me, bro. Uh, the New York Mets, but like the K say, is capital. Need to commit. Beat Beat the, the yeah, uh, commit murder. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so good stuff. I think I had one more that I really liked. Yeah, okay, that's it. Thank you for the Cole Komet team names. Matt, Matt Nagy did say after the game that they're going to get him more involved. Oh, good, good. That well, that was that will be Komet with uh, enthusiasm in the <laughs> fantasy community. So listen, I we're we're super pumped up about this Express sponsorship. Getting some great feedback, and you're taking advantage of the offer if you text football to three nine seven seven three seven. Text football to three nine seven seven three seven and get twenty five dollars off your fifty dollar purchase. And whatever you need, okay, ties, shoes, masks, jeans, shirts, um, women's clothing, everything they have it on Express. No matter what your body type is, your tall guy, your athletic. Yeah, they've got a lot of versatility, and it's super, super comfortable. It's on its way. I should be getting my uh, my order sweater, t shirt, and um, and uh, button down. Hopefully today, maybe tomorrow. So I'm extremely excited about it. Looks great. Wife's excited about the new wardrobe. And then once once I get this stuff and I see what fits me right and what size I am, I'm going right back on there and I'm getting like ten more things because I have not gone shopping in a while. And Express is really the way to go. I'm blown away by the selection, and I think you will be too. Just go to Express.com. Just just browse. And one thing that they're really highlighting is their Lux Comfort Knit Collection. Sharp details, soft fabrics. It's like wearing your favorite sweats. You want to look good. It's really important when you walk out of that house. You want to look good when you're you know on camera and you're in your uh, basement or whatever doing a podcast. You want to look good as well. So I'm looking forward to getting my new supply. And I'm looking forward to you taking advantage of this great offer on Express. Text FOOTBALL to 397-737. FOOTBALL to 397-737 and get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. All right, into the waiver wire. And first, the drop-o-meter. Zero to 10, Michael Gallup. 10. It's a 10. Robert Tunyon. There's no point in having him on your roster. You're never going to feel good starting him. Uh, 10. Tunyon's like a seven. There's so many other tight ends out there that you can pivot to right now. It's really, it's true. Uh, Mike Williams. Eight. Ten. That, that appeared to have been a massive waste of fab for people last week. Uh, 92% rostered Mike Williams. <clears throat> Cam Newton. 20. Uh, seven. <laughs> at Buffalo at the Jets' his next two games. You know, so can he complete a pass inside of 10 yards? <laughs> He's going to be one of the players that we drop and you probably should. And then pick up next week after he scores 25 points. <laughs> I'd rather speculate on Tua. Julian Edelman. Uh, 10. Yeah. Tua, Tua was already a 10 and nine and a half PPR. Yeah. Uh, Tua has not played in a year. Like, 
What are you talking about? He played yeah. like four snaps yeah, great. last Dolphins Good, good for him. Other than yeah. that, he hasn't played uh, in a year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy over Tua until we see it because the Rams are going to be a really tough matchup for him. Obviously, I said the same thing about Herbert. You know, I'm not going crazy over Herbert. So Dave's right. The rookie quarterbacks have been great so far. And they, they, are, they are great players. Like Burrow, yeah. I sung the praises of before the season. Tua, same thing. Herbert, I wasn't as excited about. And look at how he's doing. Right. Behind a bad offensive line against tough defenses. So, you know, the, the strength of the waiver wire is going to be the random player who's, who's managed or who's rostered in 70-plus percent of leagues that's available in your league, and there might be a lot of them, okay? You might have Giovanni Bernard or Jamal Williams or Boston Scott available to you. They're, they weren't picked up in every league. You might have Carson Wentz available to you. So we haven't really gotten into the 10-team league waiver wire guys, so we'll talk about them now. Let's start with quarterback. And the check-to-see-if-available list is Carson Wentz against Dallas, and he's got two straight 30-plus fantasy point games, six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Joe Burrow against Tennessee, and Derek Carr at Cleveland. So, Jamie, if they're all available, how are you ranking them? That would be Wentz, Burrow, Carr. Wentz, for this week, would be the number one quarterback if you just need a starter. Burrow, probably more... I don't know when his buy is, but... Um, next week. I just know they both have a bye next week. Okay, so then just take Wentz. Uh, but that's close. I mean, they both have been really good. And I'm just a little concerned about the, I know this sounds funny, but the Bengals offensive line, even though Philly's offensive line is a, a disaster. But, um, you know, now losing Jonah Williams and, and Billy Turner is hurt, right? Or No, Billy Turner's not on Bobby the Hart Bengals. Bobby Hart is hurt. Billy Price right. replaced him. Billy Price is terrible. Right. Uh, the I think Jonah Williams has a chance to play this week. I think they said he might miss this week because they're buys next week. That's what I. That's what I, I see. Okay, um, but it's. So, I mean, look, it, Jonah Williams, no Jonah Williams. It's still five big guys that don't do a very good job blocking. Right, but the offensive line for the Bengals has not been good all season, and now they're down potentially two starters. Right. So but I want Burrow see has still found a way to work around that, though. Right, but you're also getting a Tennessee team coming off their first loss, and you know I know that defense hasn't exactly been good getting after the quarterback, but I would imagine that's going to be a priority this week against that offensive line. So he just makes me a little nervous this week. You're still starting him. I would take Wentz against Dallas. That's an easier matchup. So give me Wentz over him. And then, look, let's give Derek Carr some credit. He's been really good. He's coming off another strong game. He has a good matchup against Cleveland. You know, so he's uh, he's a borderline starter this week as well. Dave, how would you rank those three rest of season? Wentz, Burrow, Carr. You just did. Okay, thank you. And if you're picking up a player for this week, is it Teddy Bridgewater or Carson Wentz, if you had that choice? Wentz. Is it Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Carr over Cousins and Garoppolo. Okay. The one I would struggle with would be Carr and Bridgewater because both have good matchups. I take Teddy just because the matchup's better. Me too. But yep. Carr, again, they, they've both basically been about the same. Their fantasy production has been about the same over this last month. They both, you know, had very good matchups. They both have very good matchups this week. Um, but, uh, you know, Teddy, at least you've already seen it once against this Falcons team. So the one of the more interesting numbers to me this week is past attempts for Jimmy Garoppolo. We know he doesn't throw that much. He threw 25 times last week, completed 20 of them for 277 yards. And despite the the two interceptions, I think he played pretty well. One of those interceptions was a like a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. The Seahawks, they see 48 pass attempts per game from quarterbacks. That is seven more than next on the list. Number two is Cleveland, who sees about 41 per game. 40, I mean, 48 per game, that's, that's remarkable. Garoppolo is liable to throw half of that basically in some weeks. So how much does he have to throw? If Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw 40 times, he could have a really big week. Anybody could have a really big week against the Seahawks. Uh, So I just think that's really fascinating and uh, something we'll talk about more later in the week. Baker Mayfield on waivers. He just lost Beckham, but Dave, I know you've got some interesting numbers about Mayfield. We're not, we're not saying this is how we feel. This is just what the numbers are. Do you have those handy? I uh, I can find the text that I sent you with the numbers. Yeah, see if you if can we're do counting. That. If we count week them, seven, actually. oh, you have them. Okay, okay. Let's say week seven is a game without Odell Beckham. Okay, because he only played a little bit in the first quarter before he tore his ACL and then he was out. These are just raw career splits with and without Odell Beckham. 
15 games without Odell Beckham, 65% completion rate, 7.8 yards per attempt, a 6.2 touchdown rate, and a 2.9% interception rate, and his quarterback rating was in the low 90s. With Odell Beckham, 22 games. Actually, scratch what I said about the quarterback rating. I'll get to that in a second. 22 games without Odell, 59 or with Odell. 59% completion rate, seven yards per attempt, so almost a yard worse. 4.5% touchdown rate, more than 1% worse. 3.8% interception rate, 1% worse. Well, I mean, it was higher, but it's worse. He threw yeah. more interceptions per pass attempt. His quarterback rating throwing to anybody over the last two years, except Odell Beckham, was in the 90s. His quarterback rating throwing just to Odell over the last two seasons was in the 70s. Wow. What I saw from Baker Mayfield after Odell left was a kid who was getting rid of the ball really quickly and was scanning the defense really quickly. And he, he was just, he was on point. I don't know if he was just pumped to try and like will his team to victory, but some of his throws were the type of throws you would expect from the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. I'm not saying it's going to be this way. And that all of a sudden Baker's going to step up and be a top 12 fantasy quarterback just because he doesn't have Odell Beckham. It doesn't make sense. The argument doesn't make sense at all. Um, but I, I do think that it's going to be interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks just to see how he ends up doing yeah. without Beckham there. This was his best fantasy game of his career. 39 fantasy points is a career high. Um, obviously, the five touchdowns. The the plus would be is, I, I think, you know, Dave illustrated it with the numbers, but he played free. Um, you know, it looked like the guy that we saw his rookie season. The problem for Baker still, and this is where I struggle with ranking him this week, he did all that with 28 pass attempts. And so he did it against the Bengals. Yep. And so, you know, the volume is still going to be a problem for him. It's still Stefanski who wants to run the ball. They can run this week with still plenty of ease and have success with Kareem Hunt and not have to necessarily throw the ball all over the place. I don't think their game plan is going to change, especially without Beckham and Hooper there. So I think Baker's a good starting option this week if you're stuck. Obviously better in two quarterback or super flex leagues. I wouldn't go crazy in starting him this week if you don't have to. But as of right now, I have him ranked ahead of Cam. I have him ranked ahead of Ben. I have him ranked ahead of Breeze. And so uh, just looking at it from that standpoint, given the matchup against the Raiders, uh, the fact that I do think that this will help him because he's not going to have to focus on featuring Beckham, which is part of it. So, again, you know, hopefully Baker's allowed to just be Baker and not have to worry about appeasing a Debo wide receiver. Okay. By the way, if you're wondering why we haven't talked about a Saints wide receiver, you know, you just heard Jamie talk about having Mayfield ahead of Breeze. They got to the Bears, and you know, Bears are just so good on against wide receivers. Yeah, on the road. Uh, and, I, and I wasn't sure that the Bears are really that good against wide receivers. They just hadn't really been challenged. And yesterday they did very well. Uh, so, okay, let's see. Let's go to the running backs. Here's the check to see if available list. Giovanni Bernard. 18 touches, about 100 total yards, and a touchdown. They, st- I mean, they still like can't really run the ball. He averaged three yards per carry. Jamal- he also had a huge screenplay called back on a penalty, which was just bad. Jamal Williams, great game for him at Houston and Minnesota is this week's matchup, and we'll see. Hopefully, Aaron Jones is back. Chase Edmonds on a bye, and Kenyon Drake going to miss a few a few weeks. So a bye, then Miami, then Buffalo. Boston Scott gets Dallas this week. Alexander Madison, we're not sure about Dalvin Cook, I guess, but expecting Cook to play? Yes. And J.K. Dobbins, we're not sure about Mark Ingram. Uh, so who's a must-start? Like right now, I don't, They're all must-starts if, if the starter's the three out. Three injury replacements from last week are must-starts without a question, without a doubt, if they get the chance to yeah. start again in Jamal Williams, Giovanni Bernard, and Boston Scott. Right. I can't, I can't imagine they had a game. I can't imagine they're all available in your league. So I'm not even going to bother ranking them. Um, Ed, how much long-term uh, appeal does chase Edmonds have? He could be their guy the rest of the season. This is an audition. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would not be surprised if they're buyers also at the trade deadline. If oh. Drake is going to miss significant time. So we're assuming they just didn't learn their lesson from last year. Well, if they, did learn their lesson. It worked out great for them because they traded for Kenyon Drake and he was awesome. And then they paid him a lot and he wasn't awesome. They didn't pay him a lot at all. They gave him a one-year, $7.5 million deal. I thought it was more than that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a one-year deal. It would kind of stink for Chase Edmonds if they did that. I'd like to see Edmonds Well, I mean, it depends on who they they would acquire. You know, I don't know know who's out there that's of that caliber that they could bring in. You know, 
I would guess there's, you know, you got to look at some of the teams that are bad. That would be right. Would, would the guys. Falcons part with Gurley? Guys, let's let, let's let's talk more about the waiver wire instead of that. Uh, sorry, J.K. Dobbins. Like, what do you do with J.K. Dobbins right now? You have to hold him mm-hmm. because if Ingram is out, you want to talk about audition again. We've yeah. we've, we've seen now um, one example of a team coming off their bye with a high profile rookie, and they featured him in the first game with Detroit, and the the door is open for the Baltimore Ravens to do the same thing with Ingram banged up. So if Ingram doesn't play, then Dobbins could potentially be great. If Ingram does play, then it could be a mess again. So you want to hold Dobbins for at least one more week. It's a tough audition against Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you do with Damian Harris, Josh Kelly, Zach Moss? Is, is Moss? Arrow's pointing, hopefully, hopefully up for Moss. And what about Harris and Kelly? I want to hold all three of those guys. And if I don't need to replace a starter, I'd like to pick them up if they're available. Because, I mean, you see what Harris could become if the Patriots offense starts to get better. He's clearly their best running downs guy. Yeah. And so I'd like to have him on my team. Uh, Moss, like you said, I totally agree. I mean, Devin Singletary just can't run the ball right now. And, you know, Moss will maybe push him, if not replace him, as the starting running downs guy. And then Kelly, look, he played more than Justin Jackson. It's going to be a split situation. Jackson looked better. But Kelly's still there. We'll have a role. And we just don't know when Austin Eckler is going to return based on the reports. So, again, all three guys I'd like to have on my team if I can. I wonder if Jackson is still dealing with that injury, and that's why his playing time was limited. He didn't look like it when he played. I agree with you, Jamie. He, he looked good out there. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if Justin Jackson ended up coming back around to playing like he did against the Saints. It could, it could be that they like Kelly better as a between the tackles rusher because Jackson looks a little bit more explosive in the passing game. I don't think that's a big surprise looking how Kelly runs and how Jackson runs. And so maybe they want to use him more in passing down situations like they use Eckler. Well, but they use both in passing situations. They right. Did. But I'm that's saying right. if you, if you look at them, Kelly's more physical presence. So, you know, let him be he the, is. kind he of is. a thumper and then, yep. you know, keep him in the same role that they had planned for him when Eckler was healthy. I broke down the chargers backfield on yesterday's podcast. For those of you who missed it, and it's, you know, it's just not, it's not pretty. Uh, Kelly's averaging 3.1 yards per carry. Jackson, 3.4 yards per carry. But they did face the Bucks and the Saints in two of their last three games. It was this performance against the Jaguars that was, that was disappointing. But they're not running the ball a lot. They're throwing it a ton. And they're giving up a ton of points. The last three games, those have been the games that Eckler's mm-hmm. missed or, or left true. really early. They've given up 29 or more points in every game. So they, they're just involved in these shootouts. It's just not, it's not a good setup for them. Uh, Eckler would be amazing in these games. Yeah, Eckler would have been great. Listen, if you have to, would you drop Harris, Dobbins, Kelly, Zach Moss to pick up Jermichael Hasty if you need a win this week? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If 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 you and and it's all the guys that are available. I mean, if you need someone, those guys are all droppable. You know, they're not must holds, but they're in that range of guys that if you have a roster spot to play with, that I'd like to just see what happens with them. More so with Moss and with Dobbins than with Kelly, but. You know, he again, he's still in that range. Okay, other lower priorities on the waiver wire list for Jamie were Malcolm Brown and Wayne Gallman. Gallman, you know, numbers weren't great, but actually looked pretty good against Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. The greatest run defense ever, ever, or at least <laughs> in recent memory, coming to, coming to town on Monday night. All right. Oh, just uh. Two more names, just real quick. J.D. McKissick, I know he's going into a buy, but do you still think he's he's worth holding on to in PPR leagues? And how about Eno Benjamin for Arizona? Eno is super interesting. If Drake's injury was a season ender, I'd be more inclined to stash him in deeper leagues. Now, yeah. I, can't, I can't quite do it now because okay. I know Drake will be I back. I just hope that the Cardinals don't do something stupid and put Edmonds into Drake's role and then Benjamin into Edmonds' role. Or somebody else no. in Edmonds' role because let Edmonds be who he has been and then take on Drake's work. Still use him in the passing game. Don't make Edmonds Drake and don't use him like they use Drake, which was not playing him in passing down. Making Edmonds Drake again. All right. JD McKissick, though, just yes or no? Hold on to him through the bye? You can let you him. You don't have to. Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to do it if I'm thin at running back in a PP. Oh, strictly in a PPR league. You just had that. Yeah, brutal I, put him, I put him on the, on the drop list as a non PPR drop. Wide receivers, check to see if they're available. Christian Kirk coming on strong lately, going into a bye, but still somebody you don't want to have on your team. Deontay Johnson has had double-digit targets in all three of his healthy games. 
I don't know how you leave him on waivers. A.J. Green looks like uh, he's back involved in the offense. What are the 24 targets in his last two games? Mm-hmm. Cole he's Beasley. on pace for 1,000 yards receiving, which is amazing. Wow. Cole Beasley. And zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, Beasley, 69% rostered, coming off a huge game, and uh, the Patriots have allowed 100 yards to a wide receiver in two straight games. They've been kind of up and down against wide receivers, but Beasley is is interesting for sure. And then you get to the priorities that are less than 65% rostered. Brandon Ayuk, Sterling Shepard, Jamie likes Greg Ward. Dave, do you share that sentiment, Greg Ward against Dallas? I don't love him. I think he's okay as a bi-week replacement. We, we also yeah. don't know if Alshon's going to be back or not. And Fulgham is the number one guy there. Yeah. So, I'm no. The answer is no. Uh, Corey Davis, 10 targets against Pittsburgh, and now he gets Cincinnati. He, Nelson Aguilar. Marvin Jones is on here, Jamie. That was interesting to me. How would you... Jamie, he, are, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Darryl Bevel, me, before last week's game, said they're going to get him more involved, and it showed... Six targets, five catches, 80 yards at Atlanta. Okay, so give me your quick thoughts on Corey Davis, Nelson Aguilar, and Marvin Jones, Jamie. Well, Davis, like you said, had 10 targets. Uh, I think that's a byproduct of the Steelers taking away Johnny Smith. So, you know, those two guys in this offense are not going to both be sustainable because A.J. Brown's going to get his numbers. So if you want to chase Corey Davis, you can. You know, I, I just think, you know, you saw enough in the beginning part of the season. He played well. He could still finish strong, but, you know, he'll be in that number three receiver range. Uh, Aguilar, Dave said it, you know, he's he's playing well. Um, he's essentially the safest of the Raiders receivers at this point, you know, just given what you've seen, the up and down from Henry Ruggs and, you know, Hunter Renfro being what he is. So Aguilar has been a good asset for this team since they lost Tyrell Williams. And then Marvin Jones, you know, again, he's uh, he, he's got a chance to still be a good fantasy receiver. He just hasn't shown it for the majority of the season, but it's the same thing. Um, we talked about this previously. It didn't really manifest itself in the Dolphins last game against the Jets because they didn't have to throw. But prior to them facing San Francisco, Chan Gailey said, we got to get Preston Williams going. And he comes out with his best game of the season. Daryl Bevel says the same thing. We'll see if the Lions continue to feature Marvin Jones in some games where they're going to struggle to run the ball. I think this is going to be one of those games. And then are, are any of you excited to add Preston Williams, Rashard Higgins, Marquez Callaway, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Deontay Harris, Denzel Mims, Jacoby Myers. Anyone you're excited to add? I mean, Preston Williams, look, that could be Tua's guy. We don't know. And you have Devontae Parker. We expect him to play, but he's dealing with a groin injury. And for the Saints, I mean, if they don't have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders again, you know, Callaway, his targets were great. Deontay Harris, same thing. You know, six-plus targets for both those guys. Uh, Harris scored a touchdown. It's a terrible matchup, but, you know, you could be stuck. Um, Mims could be the number one receiver for the Jets. Rashad Perryman and Jameson Crowder are both hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a guy that still has some upside. Um, and again, you know what the, the Brown situation is. If, if there's, you know, a need for a team, they have it without Beckham there. And so Higgins um, has started to play better with Beckham on the field lately. And now there's a big opportunity in the same thing for Peoples-Jones. So Peoples-Jones, I'll give you this stat. He's had four games in 2018, where he had five to seven targets. Oh, no, not not Peoples-Jones, Rashard Higgins. Uh, Rashard Higgins, four games in 2018 with five to seven targets. He had 47, 60, 61, and 86 yards with one touchdown. So not really so great. And that was 2018, whatever. But And they just don't throw the ball a lot. Uh, I'm going to give you two more names that weren't on this list, but they have been in previous weeks. Tim Patrick, 60% rostered, coming off a bad game. But facing hurt, the though. Chargers, he is yeah he is hurt. But let, let's say he he's able to play because we don't know that he's out. And Traquan Smith, who only had four targets, um, but I was pretty excited about Traquan Smith going into the game. Fairly yeah. fairly excited. Uh, Patrick and Traquan Smith, your level of ex- enthusiasm for them? Patrick the more so than Smith. Yeah, the Saints guys we just don't know because if Thomas is healthy, then the rest of these guys are irrelevant. Sanders Sander, too, right? Sanders right. could play. Yeah. So yeah. Tim, like, are you dropping Tim Patrick for? Yes, for Ayuk. What about for Shepard? Yep. No. Okay. Unless I, I'm unless I'm desperate for a PPR receiver this week. Yeah, I'll take Shepard rest of season because what we, you know, this was also the first game with Noah Fant and Tim Patrick playing together since Locke is back and without Cortland Sutton, and I think Fant's going to end up being the better of the two, and they're using Albert O quite a bit as a second tight end, you know, so. He had seven targets in that game also. So I would imagine we're going to see a lot of, you know, target distributions. Also, KJ Hamler was back too. So 
Um, Patrick still should be a, a very viable receiver for them, but I just don't think he's going to be very consistent. Okay, and so I also gave this stat yesterday. In the five games that Noah Fant has played, this is what the Denver quarterbacks have been on pace for. 3,661 passing yards and 19 touchdowns. That is just hot garbage. Let's go to tight end. And uh, you might see Noah Fant on your waiver wire. Okay, so so Jared Cook, who's not really getting a ton of targets. Um, I seem to have deleted an important section of these notes. Oh, there they are. Jared Cook, Noah Fant, Rob Gronkowski. All of them 85% rostered or more. Are you dropping any of them for Richard Rodgers or Trey Burton or Gasicki or whomever? I mean, if you're just going week to week, then I would probably drop all of them for Richard Rodgers except for Gronk. No. No. Okay. Not for Richard Rodgers. Uh, how about how do you feel about so Rodgers is is our favorite Rodgers and Burton for Dave I think it was Burton for Jamie Burton's first because I think he he might be able to be your tight end rest of season yes sir which it, whereas Rodgers definitely a great option this week but we know once Goddard and Nurks get healthy he's going to Benchville I th- the problem I have with Burton is like they don't they hardly ever throw he's had five and six targets in his last two games and Moelle Cox has been out. Is is he back? They I I don't know if Mo Ali Cox is ever going to be a thing. That no, I, I don't think he's going to be a th- Burton. Oh, okay, yeah, that greatly. He he wasn't him. playing a lot of snaps when Burton was hurt. It's true. And now Burton's playing, and the coaching staff loves him. And right, Doyle's, him. Doyle's Jack Doyle's more of a problem for Trey Burton. I agreed, agreed. How do you feel about Gerald Everett this week at Miami if Higby were out? He's a low end starter, so mm-hmm. I would put him behind Rodgers, behind Kasaki, and behind Burton. He's fourth. And Higby, I mean, I kind of feel like we thought Higby was going to play on Monday. It was a little yeah. surprising. So I'm hoping he's able to play this week. And then Harrison Why? Bryant. Why? Yeah. For his sake. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, for fantasy managers, you got to move on from Higby. You're absolutely right. Yeah, for, for fantasy you managers, it would be better. The bus, the bus potential that we talked about prior to the season has certainly manifested itself. Well, they've gone from one of the most pass-heavy teams to one of the most run-heavy teams. Well, it's also that Everett's back. I mean, you know, all, all of Higby's big games came with Everett was not there. His target share has just dwindled. Yeah. But it's happening to everyone. I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup aren't getting targeted. Exactly, just, yeah. It's sing- but, but Higby was the one that you could say, okay, if Everett plays, can he do that again? And now you're seeing it. It's actually one of the biggest takeaways that I have. How difficult it is to project a team's run-pass splits, you know? You go into the season, you're like, oh, the Vikings are just not going to throw a lot. And you're absolutely right. The Titans, however, have been like middle of the pack in pass attempts, as far as I I think. The Bears, the Bears throw forty times a game, uh, you know, and then the Rams. And it helps one guy. So, yeah, but it's well, just I guess too, we spend a lot of time in the preseason obsessing over that, and it's a little bit. It's very it's so quite unpredictable. It's quite unpredictable. It's just like, a, and well, that's football. It's such a week to week type thing where one week it looks like a matchup's going to be perfect for the quarterback and then things happen and the quarterback ends up not doing anything. Or, you know, like Baker Mayfield, no one would have expected him to have five touchdowns against Cincinnati. They would have, you would have thought this is a Kareem Hunt type game and they just well, run it in was. and take care of the football. Yeah, but he only threw 27 passes. I'm just talking about right. predicting a team's, you know, offensive strategy. Yeah, but we, we thought like the Browns would be run heavy because of Stefanski and that's yep. played itself out. Yeah, we've been Titans, right tit- at times too, yeah. The, the Titans is one that is a little bit of a, you know, strange one, just given how they've looked last year and the personnel being the same. So that's... Well, know, their the defense stinks. I, that, well, I was going to say, most defenses are bad this year. You <laughs> yeah. Know, there, there really hasn't been, mm-hmm. like, a lot of great defensive performances where you could say this team's defense is going to put them in X scenario and their team offensively is going to do Y. And so, you know, for the Titans, we thought their defense would be better. You know, um, the Colts, we thought, would run the ball. And they have been, you know, so, you know, there are some teams that have worked out. There are some teams that, that just haven't yet. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if if the defensive performances start to improve as the season goes on. You'd probably say no. But, you know, again, just based on how the holding calls were being called, holding penalties were being called early in the season and how they may be called a little bit now. Um you know, that could factor into Anecdotally, it. did you guys notice more holding this week? Because I, I noticed a lot more offensive holding. 
I'd love I think to the get last a, couple of weeks. It's, it's kind of stood out to me a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to get a stat on that because you know you can only watch so much, but I've definitely been seeing more of it. Okay, guys. Um, at last last guy I want to ask you about is uh, two guys actually, real quick. Eric Ebron at Baltimore is he a starter or a sit this week? He's at a least, sit, but at least you know the targets have been there for him. For the most part, they have. And then um, Logan Thomas going into his bye week, long term potential. I wouldn't yes. keep him in, in deeper leagues, but I agree. I, I don't think you have to keep him. Like he's, he'd be, to he'd me, be he's behind. A, I'm sorry. No bad there. I was just going to say to me, he's a touchdown or bust tight end. Yeah. I mean, he's behind, like I would pick up Harrison Bryant this week. If uh, you need a tight end and drop Logan Thomas. Okay. And uh super deep drew sample. He's, he's okay. Sometimes and they they throw a lot and the Titans pretty bad against the tight ends. Was DS- Dalton Schultz on your drop list, Jamie. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. I honestly wasn't even asking about that. Uh, like, just how can you keep them right now? DST streamers, Colts, Saints, Packers, Titans, Kickers, Blankenship, Sly, Sanders, Bass. We are out. Thanks so much for uh, listening. We'll talk to you on Twitch tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, to update you on the waiver wire and anything else you need help with. For Dave and Jamie and Ben Schrager, I'm Adam. Talk to you tomorrow.